Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing to learn Masechta's Beit Zapera, Gimel, Mishnah Dalit, and Mishnah Hay. A Bechar, which is the firstborn male offspring of a kosher domesticated animal, is given to the Kohen, and it must be brought to the temple as a sacrifice, as an offering. However, if it sustains a blemish, so unlike other sacrifices that have a blemish, then they become invalidated. If the Bechar sustains a blemish, it then becomes not only invalidated to be a sacrifice, but it also then becomes mutter to be consumed by the Kohen for whatever uh, uh, whatever reason he wants, whatever chulin reason he wants. As if to say, it loses its sanctity, although it retains some element of sanctity, and that we don't we can't treat it with a bazillion in a in a manner which would give it indignity. We can't you know sh- shave shave the shearings and and use those or the hides, but we're allowed to eat it, and the Kohen can even give it to his non Kohen friend to eat it. Therefore, the case is going to be Bechar Shnafalabar, a Bechar falls into a pit. Now, if this Bechar is unblemished, so then it's still considered a sacrifice, and one cannot then exert extra effort to go down and lift it out of the pit, because again, there's no use for it on Yom if you're not going to eat it. Whereas if it does sustain a blemish, so then one would be technically allowed to lift out of the pit, because now you can, you can eat it for your Sudas Yom for your Yom meal. The only catch is the way in which to know if a Bechar sustains a blemish is not just if it looks like it got injured, but actually in Mumcha, a Dayan, a judge has to come and look at it and say, is this considered a blemish which would invalidate it? Is it not considered a blemish which would invalidate it? And if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense because we're not dealing here with a, a simple blemish and therefore and therefore uh, it could be brought as a carbon, not be brought as a carbon, but this blemish will then will, will, will de- define and differentiate, is this a carbon? And therefore, must be brought, or can a, a, a non-Kohen eat it? And if the and if it's not, if a non-Kohen were to eat it and it didn't have a blemish, as in it was a sacrifice, he's in major, major trouble. You can't eat a, a, a animal designated for the base of Megdash. Therefore, you need to have a real designation. What's going to happen now is as follows: There is going to be machlokas Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon as to what is the nature of this designation, of this, of this, of this identification, of this judgment. Do we say that because of the severity of the difference between a blemished Bechar and a non-blemish Bechar, or better yet, because of such a, such a vast difference between a blemish Bechar and a non-blemish Bechar, i.e. one is belongs to the base Hamigdash and one belongs to any of it, effectively, that, you, that tell, saying this is a blemish or not a blemish is as if you're rendering judgment. And as we know, one is not allowed to render judgment on Yom Tif. Or do we say, no, it's just an identification. The blemish happens. Once it happens, all we need is someone who knows to identify and say it's a blemished animal. Rehud Omer's follows, Yard Mumch of So we were in this Bechar, this, this, this Shepsila is inside the pit. A Mumcha can go down and he looks at it. If he says this is considered a Mum, you can then raise it out and you can check it, you can slaughter it. If it's not a Mum, you can't bring it out because that would be excessive exertion. I hear Yehuda saying the Mumcha, the role of the Mumcha, the role of the expert is simply to identify. That's all it's doing. But once the animal has its blemish, that, consi- that at that point is considered a non-sacrifice anymore. It's not the, per- the person making it a non-sacrifice. It's the very fact as a wound. Whereas Rabbi Shimon Omer, no. If the Mum was not recognized uh, prior to the day before Yantov, it's not considered prepare, and doing so would be considered would be like you're rendering judgment on Yantov. Now it's very possible Rabbi Shimon's going to be saying as follows that if you, you didn't render judgment Arab Yantov, we don't care if the mum was there, so long as the judgment was rendered, so it's not considered a quote unquote blemished animal until the judge says it is, and therefore to do that on Yantov would be a problem. So if it hadn't happened prior to Yantov, we say one cannot raise it out of the pit. 
If an animal dies, and we have to fill in the, fill in the gaps here, this is considered an animal that it was that was designated to be a sacrifice. If it dies, you can't move it from its place because there's no there's no use utility for it because it, you can't you can't do anything with it. You can't eat it. You can't feed it to dog. There's nothing you can do for it. And therefore, it's muksa. There was a certain incident where they asked for tar from a challah, which is a dough supposed to be given to the coin, which became tamay on yantuf, and therefore it's forbidden to be eaten. They said, what, what can we do with this? So Tarf was unsure. He goes to the study hall. He says to everyone there, Chavar, listen up. I have this challah became tamay, so now no one can have benefit from it. Is it moksav? I'm alone. Just as you can't move an animal, which was designated as a carbon, which drops dead, you can't move this challah, which is tamay as well. I wish you all a wonderful day.